to Beyond the Sermon, where two pastors talk about the sermons that they preached the previous week. We have an opportunity for you to ask your questions, give us your uh, insights, give us some more conversations as we go beyond the sermon, maybe talk about things we didn't cover, maybe talk about how, why we said the things we did, and uh, just go, in all senses, go beyond the sermon. Absolutely. So uh, um, I know I think we we both preached different texts this week. Um, did you or did you preach on on First uh, Corinthians twelve? I did preach on First Corinthians twelve three. Oh, 11. so we are, are the same this week. That is awesome. Yep. So what did uh, I guess maybe last week I started off where you you kind of um, asked what what I did, and so I will start off this why week. But we read it first. Can we read well, it first? I, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Would you read it for? How about I start off with saying, "Would you read it for us?" <laughs> All right, here we go. First uh, Corinthians chapter twelve. We're using the English Heritage version. Um, let's just start at verse one. That helps uh, uh, give us the context into the rest of it. So, verse one to verse eleven. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, you were deceived and somehow led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I am informing you that no one speaking by God's spirit says, a curse be upon Jesus, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are various kinds of gifts, but the same spirit. There are various kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are various kinds of activity, but the same God who produces all of them in every one. Each person is given a manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. To one person, a message of wisdom is given by the Spirit. To another, a message of knowledge, as the same Spirit provides it. By the same Spirit, faith is given to someone else. And to another, the same Spirit gives healing gifts. Another is given power to do miracles. Another, gift of prophecy. Another, the evaluation of spirits. Someone else, different kinds of tongues. And another, the interpretation of tongues. One and the same Spirit produces all of these distributing them to each one individually as he desires. So as you yeah. preached on that text, walk us through how that how you preached. No, 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 no. I went first last time. This is all you. You get to walk us through what you you did first. <laughs> okay. That's, that's how that will go. I all see right. how this goes. You're, you're like, I have no idea what I'm going to say. I'll just have that's <laughs> we'll, we'll start. first. <laughs> well, uh, I... I really uh, stressed on the the work of the Holy Spirit as confessional Lutherans. That's how I introduced. I said, as confessional Lutherans, we employ the Holy Spirit. We use the Holy Spirit because we're preaching the gospel and we administer the sacraments. So he is active in our church, but we don't necessarily talk about all of the things that he does. And so that was how I set it up. I, I, I uh, took everyone to Genesis and I said, there's the first appearance of the Holy Spirit. I took him to the Tower of Babel. There's the Holy Spirit letting us confuse. And then I kind of uh, ended it up with the, uh, we always say in the Nicene Creed that the Holy Spirit proceeds from the Father and the Son. We can understand the Son very, very well because of the life history of Jesus that we've just gone through in the festival half of the church here where Jesus is promising that the Holy Spirit is going to come after him. But what about uh, proceeding from the Father? What exactly does that mean and then i walked them through first corinthians 3 and then how paul um as much as we sometimes say paul i got your point five verses ago <laughs> paul is very thorough and so he is he's walking us through it. and then specifically verses four and five where he mentions the triune god that 
that's a that's a signal to us that he is talking about a broader um, aspect of God, God the Creator, God the One who preserves, God the pro- Holy Spirit who proceeds from the Father to keep this world going, and and the gifts that it gives. And then I said, you know, with uh, verses uh, four and five, uh, I said I didn't have time to really talk about those words, but I'm just saying that's tr- Trinitarian, where the gifts, the charisma from the Holy Spirit, the uh, ministry from the Lord, and the workings or the power by God the Father, all three, triune God. Now let's go into the text. Um, the, the the Holy Spirit is still giving gifts is what the, the, the I think the sermon was, uh, the the giver of gifts is still giving or something like that. So my specific law uh, was, what was my specific law? Um, uh, oh, um, the idea of someone saying, I don't have any gifts, where it really is, it's not that we don't have gifts, it's that we want gifts that impact the world. Sure. And we, we want like, we want the million followers on Instagram, where uh God is very, not just thinking of the world, but he is also thinking individually. So for the common good, the idea of God is present, it's imminent, it's not a deist, he's not someone who just starts the world and then sits back and lets the world do its thing, but God is still active in this world, specifically in interplays of individuals to one to the other. So that was the, the law of you putting yourself in God's shoes and saying, I want these gifts instead of submitting to God and saying, God has given you gifts, now use them for the common good. So um, there's a little bit of that, a little bit of the law of the selfish nature uh, of wanting a gift for myself, but not for helping other people. Uh, the gospel, obviously, is that the, the Lord is still giving gifts. Uh, you mentioned hell, where the Holy Spirit will stop giving the gifts of wisdom and knowledge and, and all those things, but that is not this day, that God continues to, to be here, and he does that because Jesus promised it, because Jesus lived a perfect life. Uh, and died for you. Very good. Well, it looks like you had a had a lot to say in that little. Well, it's not really a little section. There's so much that you could talk about packed into there. So <clears throat> you did a very good job. I well, I have to go back and listen to it. Yeah. Well, I have to repair it because I think it's only like six minutes and fifty seconds or something like that. I don't. I didn't. That was a great length. That was like spot <laughs> on length, right? I think there is something more technical involved in, in how I put that sermon <laughs> podcast together. Not that the, I could fit all of it, what I just said in six minutes and 50 seconds. I think this sermon was one of those, I think last week I said, I don't think there's anything I could have improved upon. I think this week would have been one where I could have improved upon. Like this one could have been a lot better. Um, but it was preaching God's word. And also I had a lot of things going on uh, with uh, graduations, confirmations. and Sure. And, children coming back from college and children leaving off for their summer jobs and so on. Sure. So you had a lot of upheaval in the house. So well, how about you? Um, I, uh, I guess my sermon theme that I, that I approached with was um, the Holy spirit does more than we um, more than we think. And I, I kind of started it off with uh you know, especially in the Lutheran churches, we're very comfortable talking about God the Father. We're very comfortable talking about um, God the Son. And I said, and we we become almost embarrassed when we talk about God the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And I said, and 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 I I kind of throughout the sermon led to, especially at the end of the sermon, wrapping it all up. You know, the the Holy Spirit blushes when we talk this much about Him because His whole point is to point to Christ, um, and and to, and to, to point us to what He has done. Um, 
But then I, I went from that and I, I kind of uh, built off of when we talk about the spirit, we talk about spiritual gifts and we talk about uh, spiritual things. And I, I kind of went back to the very beginning of 12 and I said, you know, um, this is what Paul is reminding us. Paul is now is going to talk about spiritual things, but the things that he is, is can, what he considers spiritual things are, are everything that makes us people that, that, that what separates us from the beasts of the field and, and the beasts oh, in the wilderness, really good point. I said, are all spiritual things. The fact that we can learn and that we ha- gain wisdom and that we can heal. I said, animal kingdom doesn't heal. Not like they don't go and they don't, they don't put antiseptic onto a wound and they don't bandage it. They don't do those things, but we do those things. They lick it and hope for the best. Exactly. <laughs> but I said, but, but, but I, I kind of led them down that, that what separates us are the spiritual gifts. What, what are these spiritual things? And I said, and everybody gets them. And I said, and we, we don't like to hear that in the, and, and that was kind of, I had to approach my law. I kind of said, we don't like to hear that in the church. I said, because everyone has probably heard this text before and they've all heard the pastor say, well, this are, these are all the things that are found in the church. And I'm like, really? So you're saying doctors who aren't Christian can't be doctors? And, and um, you can't have scientists who aren't Christian who, who actually know how to split an atom? And yet they're wise. They know how to do that. They have the knowledge to do that. The beasts of the field can't do that. And I said, so these are all manifestations of the spirit. These are all things that the spirit gives. And I went back and I said, you know, the, 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 the spirit of the Lord hovered over the deep. And I said, and the Lord said before the flood, my spirit will not contend with man, you know, more than 120 years. What is he meaning? I'm not going to continue to put gifts into the world for them to misuse. And I said, and we do this all the time. We take God's gifts of our knowledge and our wisdom and our healing, and we turn them inwards and we turn them against each other. And I said, and, and, and it's not just out of the church, but it's in the church that we, we take these gifts and we hold them hostage uh, over each other. And we say, well, I won't give, or I won't do, or I can't contribute because why? Because Christ has given these through the spirit for the common good, and we fail to use them for that. So that's kind of where I went with my my law, <laughs> and then I, and then that's I said, good one. I, I I really like. I'm just thinking back of how trying to piece together what people have heard before about this text, and then also making it all scriptural. Especially the my spirit will not contend with men forever. His years are 120 years, which we've explained. They had 120 years left until what? Till the flood, till right. the destruction of the world, till there's no more learning to be done, and and you would say, well, unless Unless when God talks about the Spirit, he's talking about what we're just saying is that the gifts right. of the Holy Spirit are wisdom and knowledge and all of those things that we have listed in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Not right. to say that anybody who has any of these gifts is saved because salvation is among those lists. So it's not like if you have the gift of the doctor who heals is somehow going to heaven because he has the ability to heal. And that's not that's not what Paul was talking about. And, and I didn't say that. I, I said that, you know, and I, and like I said, I said, that he's not even mentioning how those gifts come. He's just saying they're given. Yeah. And, and I said, we know that knowledge comes through learning. We know that wisdom comes through experience with that knowledge. We know that healing comes through sometimes experimentation on how do we heal. I said, these are things that, that, that we learn. And I said, um, there are some of these gifts that manifest themselves, like the spirit, the, the gift of power, you know, the, the abilities to do things that are extraordinary. 
um, the gift of languages. You just some people are are given gifts that that they are very good at learning languages. I said, or in the case of the apostles on Pentecost, I said they were just given the language. <laughs> I said, and that can happen because that's what the Spirit does. He manifests himself in gifts. And I said, I went back to David, and I said, when David was anointed in First Samuel, I said. He was an, the 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 spirit descended on him in power, and he used the gifts that he already had to, to further what he will now do for the kingdom. I said it's not as if uh, David did not know how to how to lead sheep. It is not that David didn't know how to be a general and to stand his ground. I said those are all things he had um, that that the spirit had given to him, but now he has them in power. He had they're repurposed for for what the purpose is of 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 God's. Um, leadership of of his people, um, my my gospel kind of led then to um, you want to see you want to see one who uses those gifts perfectly. Here's Jesus. Um, so so Jesus and where where we have failed in using our knowledge to His glory and to the to the common good. Here's Christ. Where we have failed to use our wisdom for that. Here's Christ. Where where we have failed to heal, but instead we have harmed. Here's Christ. Um, and and when we have fallen from faith or we refused faith um, that has been offered by the Spirit, here's Christ who lives in our place for us and dies, not because he needed to, but because we needed him to. Um, I had that thought as well as I was leaving leaving church that day of thinking of how many times did Christ heal somebody and not and say, "Don't tell anybody." Like this, I did yep. this for you. I didn't do this to, for me. I didn't do this to gain attention to me. I did this for yep. your good. And you think of how this is Jesus using the gift that the Holy Spirit has given him for the good of somebody else just for that purpose, just to help that person out. Yep. And that's kind of where I, I went with it. And I, I said, you know, and, and, and yes, the Lord does take these gifts and he mashes them together in a church. And, and that was kind of where I, I was leading. You know, he mashes them together in this church and and he now uses it for it for her common good, but um, that doesn't mean that those gifts aren't everywhere else, and that we shouldn't take these gifts from here and use them everywhere else. Um, that was that's kind of where I went. So great! It sounds like a good sermon. Well, I I'll have to listen to it somehow. If only yeah. you put it in a playlist that had just a sermon playlist instead of having to like watch your whole listen service. to the whole service. Yeah. You know that would require extra work. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't, well, see, we don't, we don't, pre, we don't like make another recording of it. It's just streamed and that's it. That's so I'd have to go in and download it and then do some manipulating of the files. And yeah. I suppose if I was a better organizer, that was not one of the spirits gifts to, me, um, to be an organizer. So unfortunately I, I can't say that I'm very good at, at, um, at doing that. I have everything in its place, but then I, I have a hard time fitting more stuff in. So, but no, um, any other I questions, comments, uh, those, uh, we don't necessarily have anybody watching at this moment. So if you have any write comments, in the, in the down, yeah, write them down below, email us at castingnetspod at gmail.com. We certainly appreciate your thoughts and comments and questions and, uh, continuing the conversation that has begun here on this Tuesday morning. But you know, before we we go, I, I I do think that there is a lot that I missed in the text, and and you know, I I think I could have done a better job of explaining some of the means by which he gives the gifts, 
I think he that would have been a, a great benefit to the text. Um, I, I think maybe explaining a little bit more about uh, the opportunity to confess. What does that mean ultimately? Right. Um, that the spiritual gifts are there to to confess. So I, there were some things that I I definitely I know I glossed over. So I did I did just do a wisdom and knowledge was the easiest one to pick up that you don't get that just out of, in a vacuum that you get that through a specific means. And I just said just yeah. to consider as I go through the rest of them because I I spent like one or two minutes on each one just explaining what it was, but then saying this is not given in a vacuum, but it is and it is also used for good it isn't just a gift in and of itself to point individuals to themselves but a gift for the common good and then also talking about how paul doesn't really use common good in the church because the church is 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 later and later on in first corinthians where he talks about we're we're meant to build one another up we're meant to encourage one another um but uh the common good is more broad at least i feel than just uh what's happening inside of a church well after church and and um as the day progressed i we had my mom over for for a lunch and um she kept saying i uh, period throughout the 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 time for lunch she goes well this is one of my gifts that the spirit has given to me and i'm like and the way she said it i'm like every time you're saying are you mocking me <laughs> she's like, sarcasm yeah. yeah, it almost sounded like that, but she's like, absolutely not. She's like, I never realized that these are all my spiritual gifts that God has given, and I'm just highlighting all the <laughs> all the ways I know more than you, son. Right? Yeah, all the ways I know the Spirit has now given me this gift. You know, the gift of reminding your son to do, and <laughs> the gift of. <laughs> I, yeah, the, certainly. I'm thinking that at the text is the identification of gifts. We didn't have, to, I didn't have time to talk about that. Like how do, how does someone determine whether they have gifts? I just right. talked about that. And I thought just that what Paul says about the common good was enough for that text. But if people were more interested in how, how do I identify what my gifts are? I think that's where the rest of the scripture tells us that the, the whole calling process of indiv- individuals, not the um, you know, divine call stuff that happens to pastors and teachers and staff ministers, but just other individuals saying, you have this gift, you should do this. Or, right. you know, those kinds of things. That that kind of call where the um, other individuals within the world or within the church uh, identify for you, this is a gift that you might have. Plus the other oppor- other thing of of what situation has God put you in and then see oh, there's a gift that matches that situation so that you can help for the common good. Right. Um, so that that was, I didn't have time to talk about that. Well, and and I really wish I would have, um, speaking of other things that I, I, I think I could have done better, um, for my own personal learning, and, and I probably should have brought it out better, is and when I sat down and I'm looking at this, because I know we had talked about it when we, we kind of went over the, the text and we were doing a translation as our group, um, remember we were kind of looking, you know, when he talks about spiritual gifts, is he referring just to the church? Is this just uh, um, something that is just secluded to, because so many commentaries that you read and so many other people are like, this is just for the church. Um, and yeah, go ahead. and I, I went back because I'm like, okay, well, we're, we're 12 chapters into Corinthians. Maybe I missed something, you know, may, maybe I, I, I missed you know, his approach to things. And when I went back to the beginning of Corinthians and I started to read all the way through, it's like, 
No, I, I don't think I did because he talks about spiritual things. He talks about spiritual gifts. And yes, he does. He's referring to how the church is supposed to be different, but he doesn't discredit that everyone else has those spiritual gifts. But what he, what he then uh, sort of gets to is the church in Corinth isn't different. <laughs> and that's the problem. <laughs> so, so he spends a huge amount of time saying, okay, you have these things and you're supposed to be showing how they're used to the betterment of each other and to the betterment of God's kingdom. And instead you're using them to, for your own self glory and you're using them for your own benefits. Um, and you're not any different than anybody else. Um, so then when he gets to chapter 12, he, he builds off that. He says, let's, let's go back to the beginning. And I'm going to tell you what is the manifestation of the spirit to everyone. What is then it, what does then Christ enable us to do in ministry, the body? You're having connection issues, so that's it for the show for today. Join us next week for Beyond the Sermon.